Well, here we go, everybody. Welcome to episode number 10 of Sports Now with Tom Zenner. We're going to give it a shot going live going forward. So thanks for tuning in. And, of course, you can still catch this. So uh, subscribe to Valuetainment Sports if you haven't. You can catch the show throughout the week. We have other comments or uh, content as well. But this is so much fun to do it live. We can talk about things that went on yesterday. If only there were a big game last night that we could have talked about in the NFL, you know, that maybe pitted two legendary figures in the NFL, Patriots and Bucks. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's see what my guys have to say about this. Jeff Deutsch joining me again after a, a one-week break. Good to see you, Jeff. Welcome back. Good to see you again. Thanks for uh, having me back. Good to see you, Gerard. Good Ger- to see you, Jeff. Gerard, busy day. A lot of stuff busy going day. on. Busy day, yeah. boy. Oh, Non-sport man. Non-sports sports, but hey, it's fun to, to sit here like a few hours after that game yeah. and talk about it. Did I tell you Billy Belichick was going to have something for old Tommy B, did I tell you? You're trying to take credit points? for that? Please. Take credit. Tom Brady was just like, he played the worst game he's played in years. The weather was a huge factor. <laughs> Thank you. Let's just stop there. He played the worst game he played in years. <laughs> who, was he, who was game planning against him? I mean, let's start with this. So the Patriots and Bucks go at it last night on Sunday night football. The big... The, <laughs> what's going on here? connected here? Okay. Anyway, what is going on here? Tom, it's you, Tom. Tom, you got ESPN up, bro. On your computer, Tom. Yeah, okay. I can see it. It's the Russian. Yeah, I see it too. There, I just stopped it. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about it's the takeover. It's, beginning. it's the takeover. It's Armageddon. Yeah. Starts Let's, with value. Xi Jinping Biden strikes Re- again. Regarding that game last night, there was so much hype. All right. It's, it was the marquee matchup of the season by far. Probably the most important regular season game in the NFL in years. Very, very basic question, Jeff. Did it live up to the hype? You know what? I, if I have to give you a yes or no answer, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think, I think because of the way it ended, it was close. Um, I've heard some people blast the broadcast, the Brady Love Fest. It's oh, enough already. Enough it's noisy. Wait, come on. You thought that I was a Brady already. Love Fest? I, I thought it was I, a Belichick Love Fest. I, 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 I mean, it was constantly, constantly supporting him and creating this alibi for him if they were to lose. And don't forget his great record. I didn't think it was a Love Fest for Brady. I mean, the facts yeah. spoke for themselves. He set an all-time NFL record, goes into his old house, has more wins in that stadium this year than the Patriots It was do? Antonio Brown's old house also. He didn't get any Oh, love. you know damn well that has nothing to do <laughs> with it. The house that Gronk built? Oh, boy, I wish Gronk was. If Gronk was there. Brady could have used him last night. He, he needed him. But honestly, any game living up to the hype, the real answer is probably, I'll, I'll take it back, is no. But I thought it did a pretty good job. I thought it was engaged. For week four of a 17-week season, it was a pretty good game, right, man. Also, right. it was a great chess match. Uh, you know you know who was the real winner, man? The coming out party from my boy, Mac right. Jones. Mac Jones looked damn good, boy. Looked a okay. I think the future is bright up in Massachusetts, man. Yeah, I mean he's he's got talent. He's got some ability. There's no question about it. I mean, what 18 completions in a row? Yeah. It, you could tell that they keep a really short leash with him. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not going to let. I mean, not even going for it on fourth down when they needed a few yards at the end of the game to make that a shorter field goal in the rain well, he, in he, horrible conditions. It's he didn't a rookie, have enough con- rookie well, he, quarterback. I mean, no, but if you if you if you build your future on a rookie quarterback and you get rid of Tom Brady yeah. in the process, you should. Should be able to expect three yards. Na- name me three yards. How many? T- how many times did? How many times did Tom Brady throw thirty passes his rookie year with Bill Belichick? How many times? It was a totally different game <laughs> twenty years ago. The NFL isn't even close to being what it is now, as far as how, how. How many times? I don't know, and it doesn't matter because the offense is so much different now. It's <laughs> true. I'll give you that. Yeah. Here's my thought on it. I don't think it lived. I thought the pregame lived up to the hype. I thought it was a great end of the game. 
you know, the game was a little slow in the middle of it. It wasn't mm-hmm. great, but I, Brady was off. Whether he was mentally affected by going back there and everything that... Or he went up against the greatest defensive schemer in probably, the history of the NFL. I, I think you would have to throw, what, Steven Belichick? His son? Oh. We'll talk about him in a second, too. That was unbelievable. By the we way, got to be consistent here. One of the greatest answers ever, by the way, Jeff. Greatest answers in post-game press conference history. What was it like going against Tom Brady? I want to be against Tom Brady every day in defense. Oh, time out. He said it way more defensively than that. That was one of his most annoying comments. Did you hear the comment? Belichick's, oh, I love oh, him. Whoa, whoa, we went a good Tom Brady How do you practice hate every Bill day Belichick? for 20 years. This guy's amazing. I don't, hate him. I don't hate him, but just because oh. I'm not reading his bio and singing praises about him constantly, you guys get mad at me like I'm not allowed I'm to do this. Punk. So you no one knows nice to the so, media out here. No, so, no, no. Allegedly, Brady, I mean, Belichick went through some probably secret tunnel in the in Foxborough Stadium and he met with Brady for 20 minutes. Yeah. after the game just behind closed doors right because the narrative everybody wants to pit these two against each other nonsense. they hate each other nonsense. you know Belichick's gotta gotta redeem himself dude I've got a couple friends that were in the in the the Patriots organization they tell they told me that Bill Belichick behind closed doors is a cool dude funny dude awesome guy who he is in front of the media is who he is who he is you know for the world to see I respect that about him. I respect that the whole world doesn't get to know everything about everybody. You know, who I am inside the locker room is who I am inside the locker room. Who I am outside of it is somebody completely different. Not everybody gets to be a part of it. Not everybody gets to be in the inner circle. But when you choose not to expose any other part of your personality ever, then all we can judge is what we see and what you choose to project. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we could be critical of Bill Belichick every now and then. Listen, be critical of Bill Belichick. You want to talk? The, the, his his uh, mentor, the big tuna, says you are what the record says you are. And he's one and three. Yeah. So be be critical. You know. Do you, now let me ask you this. Do you think Cam Newton wins that game? Hell no. I don't think so either. No. So Cam look, Newton's done. Cam I, Newton's I, toast. Yeah. Cam Newton's toast. Although... It's very hard for me to watch Mills down in, in Texas and say well, Cam but Newton wouldn't do like a better he, job. Is that like he's done? He ha, he has no business being a starting quarterback in the NFL, the Houston quarterback. Yeah, right. Cam yeah. Newton can't play anymore. I mean, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't win for well, anybody. What about this Kaepernick? Year. I don't want to start opening up a whole can of worms here, but can Colin Kaepernick be more effective? In I don't know. He hasn't played Houston for four or five years. after not playing oh, for four Houston. years, five years because of Mills, because of how right. bad Mills is. People forget, you know, because of obvious, you know, political bias. But Colin Kaepernick wasn't a very good quarterback at the end, and the whole point of him, the same kind of reason with T- with Tebow, man. It's just the juice wasn't worth the squeeze for a backup quarterback yeah. or a guy competing for a number yeah. one spot. You have to cater an offense specifically to him. All right. People also forget with Kaepernick that he turned down an extension. He opted out. Made a lot more money. Yeah. As, look, just call it what it is. He made a lot more money as an activist than he did as a quarterback. So you know, yeah, what? he's what not on the radar for anybody. Mills also ran into uh, not to, again talk out of both sides, but he had a real good um, game against Carolina. Uh, I thought he was effective in his first start. So he ran into yeah. the Bills team. It happens. We talked about with the Saints-Packers. It, are, are, it happens. Uh, when, when do people start talking about the Bills as the best team in football? By the way, uh, not yet. Not yet. And this, Who's the best uh, team in football? Um, I like that team up in Buffalo. They're not bad. The, <laughs> I, what, everybody's going to say the Cardinals because they're four zero and they just beat the Rams yesterday. I, I, the Bucks are going to be there at the end of the year if Gronk's healthy. Yep, yep. If they don't play in a driving rainstorm again, what do you guys think of the Patriots crowd last night? So they they go nuts, they go bananas for Brady when he enters the field, which mm-hmm, was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean that was a nice touching moment. But then they booed him when when the game actually started. Brady requested that they not stop the game when he set the all time passing record. I wish they would have. 
I think you honor an achievement like that. You recognize it. I mean, come on. He do just you passed. even like sports, Tom? Or do you just like the pageantry that surrounds sports? <laughs> do you actually like the game itself? I love sports. Or? I, love sports. I, just, I just happen to have an opinion that <laughs> the fans shouldn't have booed Tom Brady after 20 years of what he brought them. Stop, stop, stop this thing that we're doing. Right. <laughs> they won a few. They stopped games for other things called titles and Super Bowls and things, and, and they didn't. They okay, don't need so to recognize. You don't need to recognize. I, I didn't think so. What, I think that was appropriate. What other business? But I think do you, you just I, stop what you're doing. You just stop everything that you're doing. Uh, well, since when do we equate NFL games Gerard, to this is your accounting Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, but by saying that, the you're happy acting like song sports from the Outback or whatever they say. You know, you're the, acting the like value sports. Tainment, you know. Jingle. Yeah. So sports has a history of not stopping and recognizing great moments? It, it only has a very recent history of stopping and recognizing. How recent? Uh, like since 30 years? 40? No way. How, how about when Cal Ripken set the all-time record? They stopped that thing for a little bit? Yeah. In yeah, 1995? Yeah. Tom, I'll come. Oh, look, I, I think because of the time and place of okay, that I got game, it. I got it. there was so much more bigger yeah. things going on. The 63 yards or whatever Tom Brady needed to uh, break you know that what, though, record. Tom, that's a, that's a, a good deal. point, though. I actually, that you make a good point. I think pageantry and history matter way more in baseball specifically than they do in any other sport. And I did, I did think... At the time, I thought it was like too much when they did it when McGuire hit 70. But when he hit 61 and Sosa was there and they did that whole thing, to me that seemed organic. Like it seemed organic. Like Sosa came over and he McGuire's hugging his kid and then he hugs Sosa. It, it, it didn't seem like you know staged and corporate. Yeah. It seemed organic, man. Because yeah, they had no time to stage it. It just happened yeah. organically. So if something happens organically, no one can. That get I'm there. cool with. Meat I'm hooks cool with into that. It. Yeah. yeah. Now the other big thing, though, Cal Ripken. All right, let's let's since since we're since we're going there today. Okay, have you guys heard the story, the Kevin Costner story about that Cal Ripken? We're not breaking news here. Wait, about know, about, about the, the actual story? moment, the the game in 1995. No, there's an urban <laughs> legend. You can look it up. There's an urban legend. Now I don't I don't I don't want the internet gods to take us down as conspiracy on this. I don't. But there's an urban legend, and it's I've asked people, and I've asked people in the game, I've asked people on the team. And there, there's no consensus. Some people have said, yes, it absolutely happened. Some people say, no way, that's a stupid internet conspiracy. But apparently, apparently, Cal Ripken came home early from a road trip. Didn't take the team flight home. Did you ever hear this? No. Okay. So Cal, you can look it up. Try to look it okay. up. All right. Cal Ripken came home early from a road trip. Wasn't feeling well. Didn't take the team flight. Comes home. Gets home hours earlier than he's supposed to get home. Goes to his, his home outside of Baltimore and finds... Uh, his wife in uh, various stages of undress with none other than Dancing with Wolves himself, <laughs> Kevin Costner. I, I didn't see this on my topic list but, for today. But, sorry. But busts up, busts up, uh, Cal Ripken busts up Kevin Costner, his hands all messed up, can't make it to the ballpark. He's he's a mental he's a mental wreck. It's a game against the Yankees, apparently. And they're they're like, we can't, he's only a hundred games away from breaking the record. He's not gonna play, he's not gonna go to the ballpark. They have an electrical outage that night, and they can't play the game. There's no no electrical problems in Baltimore, nothing. The stadium lights won't turn on. And the game gets rescheduled doubleheader the next day with the Yankees. Look it up. Someone's a very creative writer if that didn't happen. If it, I, that, that's a very good writer. <laughs> that's, like, that's very good detail. That's a little like Ricky Vaughn, Roger Dorn-esque to it, like in Major League, right? Yeah. Wasn't Ricky Vaughn with uh, Roger Dorn, the third baseman's wife? Well, yeah, that was fictional, but yeah, that did happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that comes to mind. Yes, right? but yeah, that's well, she, well, she she did that 
because yeah. But anyway, but I don't. How did I get apples there? To apples, anyway, but... yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they should stop the games in the middle. <laughs> Twenty-eight million people watch that thing, so America that, was tuned the, in. Is that what it was? I, yeah, I twenty-eight point five million. million. Just to put that in perspective, like. 75 of the top 100 shows every year are NFL games, mm-hmm. period. Because you have every Sunday night game that's in there, every playoff game, you know, a few other Fox games throughout the year, Thursday night games. So they dominate ratings. It's so big. That's why they have a $100 billion TV contract. But if you want to look at what regular shows do, like, guess what the top rated show of, say, 2020 was as far as numbers, viewers? Like television show? Yeah, television show. So are, are network we, television show. Are we talking show. like, uh, like we- American weekly Idol average. or something yes, like that? Yes, yes. Like a weekly average viewers. I just told you last night's game did 28 million. I think the season premiere of the Bucks when they played the Cowboys did 22 million. So take a take a guess at what a, like a CSI or a American Idol or a show like that does. I, dude, I know, like, pulling, I know pulling like 2 million is pulling a lot. So I, I'm gonna guess like let me double it four million for the top show fifteen okay. fifteen million fifteen really? million yeah wow. you, you, a show like uh, American Idol might do like ten maybe, really maybe twelve and then fifteen for NCIS which was the highest rated show as far as viewers for one episode so it just football dominates everybody was watching that one last night it did get a little slow Mac Mac Jones is the real deal it's funny because if you're used to watching football if you glance away and you look at the TV you think you're seeing Brady. Because you see the Patriots uniform, you see this guy that plays similar to Brady. Not the arm action, not is all crazy like similar, him, yeah. but I mean, it just—it's kind of seamless. Real quick how release, he gets yeah. rid of the ball really yeah. quickly. They kept talking about that last night over and over. You know, it's 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 almost like sad how that game ended for Bill Belichick because he was right there to be able to say, "I sh- I told you so. I was right." I Gerard, I, would you kick the field goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have kicked it. I mean, he was inches away from being right. I mean, you know, it, it's. Uh, you know, I, I think probably um, – I don't. you know what? I don't know, man. I don't know if I would have thrown the ball. If I was going to go for it on fourth down, I would have ran the ball on third down. And then I would have had a run pass option on fourth. Yeah. I think he knew he was going to kick it as soon as he did the slant. And, I, and, and by the way, the slant was wide well, open. Well, I think you was had – Was that Devontae Levert? Well, you had Leonard? just as many rushing yards last night as the Patriots. That's true. Know, they had one, right? Was it minus I, one I think or it was one? Minus one. Minus, minus one. one. Minus one rushing yards for the entire game. So yeah. I don't know if you could rush it. So they got to throw it. And Nick Folk had made, what, 35 in a row? Yeah, Something but he's, he's only one for five over 50 right. yards in the last right. two but years. But every, every kicker – we talked about this with Tucker in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Every kicker goes to a coach and says, hey, good. I'm kicking this way. I'm good from 56, yeah. 58. So he had told Belichick at that in that direction he'd be good from 58. It's, it's so funny. Well, he had that. the distance. He yeah. did. He just brought it a little bit to the left and it clanked off the other. The Giants upright. kicker, Graham Gano, was, talk, was talking about Justin Tucker, and they, they asked him, they said, do you think you got 66 in you? He's like, absolutely, I got 66 in me for sure. Then he goes out and shanks 35. Uh, <laughs> right. first, you got to be ready first, to back it up if you start saying that. 38 attempts, man. Especially if you kick in the Meadowlands. Or, By the way. Right, where the can, wind's always swirling. Can we give a shout-out? To Danny Dimes, who I like to call Danny Darts from now on. Have you seen Daniel Jones play at all so far this year? Guy's been unbelievable. 400 yards yesterday. Guy's been unbelievable. Everybody said that, that he was going to be trash. He was the one thing holding his team back. It's the rest of the team that's trash. And Danny Darts is out there balling. Against a defense that shut down the distracted Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in, week, uh, in week one. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Both New York teams won yesterday. They yep. both won in overtime. Yep. And and Trayvon boy, the, the kid with the Jets looks legit. 
The kid great. with the Jets looks legit. Oh, he is legit. Well, I mean, some I, of those throws I, I yesterday thought, were insane. I thought Zach Wilson was going to be incredible coming out of college, yeah. and the first three weeks of the season, he looked. He had a great horrible. end of the game. Yeah, but give he's it, so give it some confident. Time. Give it some time. And and his arm good. talent, the phrase they like to use, is just he he put some balls in places yesterday. Yeah. He had no business. I mean, literally no margin for error whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, just throws a beautiful ball. How about Kyle Shanahan giving a Belichickian uh, answer on Trey Lance? Did you hear that? No, what he said. Oh man, it was like he was like, "This is why he's our number two quarterback." You know, this, he made he made some throws. He didn't make other throws. This is why he's the number. It's like, bro, he was the number two overall pick in the draft. Yeah. Like you moved it, up to get him, dude. He better he, be good. He loves him some Jimmy Garoppolo, but J- Jimmy Garoppolo, what is he? He's made out of peanut brittle, man. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is it like well, he's risky. He takes too many chances. You is know, that with what his it is? body. Yes, yes, he does. He puts himself in in harm's way. He, I don't know about the one yesterday, but that's been his. He's rap. a likable guy, but he, it, it might be the last time you see Garoppolo. Seven quarterback, seventy-five percent winning, seventy-five percent winning percentage under Kyle Shanahan. He was having a great game yesterday, a fantastic game. All right, let's go back to you guys having an issue with them stopping the game with Brady setting the all-time passing record, which they didn't do. Name what it is. Who knows? Okay, but there was another NFL record that was tied yesterday, and there's a little controversy behind this. So this one's interesting. So the Broncos are playing the Ravens, and Baltimore's got. A legendary rushing attack. They have a running quarterback. So for the past 42 games, they've had at least 100 yards rushing as a team. That's a pretty good streak. That's two and a half years. So they were on the verge of tying the all-time record on Sunday. They needed 100 yards, and they would tie the 1970s-era Pittsburgh Steelers. Franco Harris, Rocky Blyer, right? Tie them for the most consecutive games of a team rushing for at least 100 yards. Now, they're winning the game 23-7. to It's over. They take over the ball in the final seconds, and it's an automatic victory formation, right? You go there, Lamar Jackson gets the ball, takes a knee, game over. John Harbaugh knew, the coach of the Ravens, knew they were four yards shy of the record, so he puts his offense out there. They run a real play. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson buys a little time, finds a little opening, picks up four or five yards. They tie the record. They get exactly 100 or 101, and they're in the record books. They're Mm -hmm. tied. So next week, they have the record all to themselves. So... Vic Fangio, the coach for the Broncos, got all bent out of shape, right? He's old school. He had a problem with that. His quote was, I thought it was kind of bullshit, but I expect it from them. You know, 37 years in pro ball, and I've never seen something like that. But it was to be expected. We expected it. Grow up. I mean, if something like that is going to bother you so much, maybe you should go back to being an assistant coach the rest of your life. Give me a break. No one was bothered by that at all. That's an incredible achievement, a team achievement. What's wrong? He didn't bury your nose in it. They didn't score a touchdown and run over to you and spike the ball in your face. Four yards at the end of the game. I mean, this this reminds me of old school baseball mentalities where they broke the code. John Harbaugh needs to be hit with a pitch next week. Maybe they could throw a football at him, right? I mean, Gerard, I can John see John Harbaugh up. needs to be hit with a pitch next week. This is absolute bullshit, and I will tell you why, Tom, because I'm old enough to remember when Greg Schiano was the head coach of Tampa Bay, and he had his guys playing through the whistle. I remember that, too. And Teams would go and they'd take a knee in the final minute, and he'd have guys submarine and getting in there. And every coach in the world said, That's BS. What are you doing? You're trying to get people hurt out here. Play the game. Play the game with integrity. This was not playing with integrity. Listen, you want you can't have it both ways, guys. You cannot have this reminds me of like when I believe it was J.R. Smith. He was one rebound away from a triple double one day, and he took the inbounds pass with like 12 seconds left, threw it up against his own backboard, grabbed it. So he got the he got the triple double on the rebound. Any this goes kind of back to what we were saying. I think anything that happens inorganically is BS. Anything that happens inorganically is nonsense. If I were Fangio and they did that, 
Then I'm like, okay, that's how you guys want to play it. I'm diving in there in the next oh, play. Oh no, no, I'm no, absolutely no! Diving in there. there, diving low like Shiano's guys absolutely. used to. Huge difference. You want to play Huge that difference way? Difference between the two. You, you want to play that one? way? I thought Gerard, you'd be on the side of that. You wouldn't have a problem with it. No, 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 no not, not at all. No, Gerard. No, here's, here's, here's why I disagree. Because you want to play? Okay, you want to play it that way? Oh, Let's please. play it that way. What, what, also, running, running for four yards. That's all he did. He didn't try to hurt anybody. What? At a victory formation? No, 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 no. They did not run it out of victory. They didn't line up in victory formation. They ran a but real was, play, was, and the Broncos oh, knew man. it was. He said he was expecting it. He should know it was coming. No yeah. one's, in, no one was, you know, in jeopardy of I'm being gonna, injured. Uh, I'm going to strike you maybe to the core, of New York Giants, because I okay. grew up in New York Giants. Let's do it. Michael Strahan, right? Hated Brett it. Brett Favre hated it. Right. Hated it. Still don't think Strahan has the record to okay. this day. So there's consistency. Hated there. it. Okay. Hated yeah. it. Hated it. Hated it. Do you think Favre went down on purpose? Absolutely. Not only that, but the the right tackle was it Bakhtiari? Was it Bakhtiari back? No, Whoever no. the right tackle was, I heard was beyond livid. Beyond livid, because he made it his job to make sure that he was not going to give up that sack. Right. And he held down a Hall of Famer whose only goal that whole day was to get one sack, hold him to nothing. And then Favre gives him a cherry. And Favre, to this day, says it was a blown call. Shut up, Inconsistent Favre. or not, I, I draw a distinction between team goals or team records and individual records. So someone throwing up the ball off the, the backboard to get that 10th rebound, that's all individual. The Baltimore Ravens are taking pride in mm-hmm. a team-oriented record. So that they didn't it goes get. Beyond. That they didn't get. No, they did. They did get they it. They didn't get it. They got it. Come on, man. They didn't get it. That's well, nonsense, the official dude. box score says they do have oh, it. But if gosh. they were down by ten points, they'd probably be throwing the ball and not running. Let's so. let's go back. Look, let's go back to to the Giants. I have nothing but respect for Eli Manning because apparently when it came out that uh, Geno Smith was going, they wanted to give Geno Smith some snap, snaps. The, the the plan was Manning was going to start the first half of the last three games, and then Geno Smith would come in the second half so that he could he could keep his record, right? And Manning, to his credit, goes, absolutely freaking not. Either I'm the quarterback or I'm not. And they said, well, then Geno Smith's the quarterback. And he's like, all right, then yeah. Geno Smith's the quarterback. I have respect for that. Yeah, but I got I, nothing but respect I, I, I for that. I don't think you can lump what happened yesterday in that game with some of these other analogies. Like, I feel bad for that left tackle or whoever it was for the Packers because that's a highlight that's going to be played forever, right? And if that if that Record wasn't legit, or Favre did take a dive. Mm-hmm. I mean that that hurts him in contract negotiations. Let me let me ask you this, Tom. If they were if they were at one hundred and one, okay, let's let's inverse it. If they were at one hundred and one yards, and the Broncos decided that they were going to all out zero blitz, right, to hold them from to get them from one hundred to ninety nine. Would you say that that's dog shit? Would you say that that's Bush League being zero blitzing with fifteen seconds to go, down by ten? Borderline. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, but I but the, there's a difference because there's they, they a difference weren't, because they weren't you like hu- offense. No, they weren't humiliating the other team. They really weren't. Now, if if they had if they were looking to set the all time scoring record or tie the all time scoring record, and they had a thirty point lead, and they dust off you know their their top running back who had been sitting for two quarters and bring mm-hmm. him in to get one last score, that, that's that's humiliating. Yeah, the other Jordan team. brings up a good point, but I guess the reason why we're we're falling prey, Tom, to your argument is that it's probably what the 900th most important yeah, NFL nobody, record there the is. The nobody, day, nobody cares. cares. <laughs> right. That's I, why. I, I also will say this. The thing with J.R. Smith, 
he, he gets a bonus for a certain amount of triple yeah. doubles. He gets a bu- so like yeah. So there, there's financial incentive. And it happens in baseball too. Right? I'll never hold it against somebody for yeah. financial. Yeah, that's like not for the example. way contracts work. By yeah. the way, there is no but like bonus it, for like triple doubles in contracts. It just does not anymore. anymore. Well, right. there might be. Not a, no, there yeah. used to be, but there's not anymore. Yeah, now it's just so, playing time. It's so normal, yeah. right? Well, yeah. that's the NFL, and 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 you could still get touchdown catches. And, there is. And, touchdowns and even tackles in yeah. the NFL but um the NBA never had at least in the last 20 years that I saw yeah, yeah but like maybe Russell doubles. Westbrook had it in his yeah, contract no, it's usually tied to let's say playoff appearance or but there's absolutely performance incentives absolutely performance incentives in these contracts hey, there's escalators and all you, of them. you two both said the record doesn't mean anything but you know what to that offensive line it does to those running backs it does that's a pretty big milestone right. in the then, get it in the, then get it in the that, flow of the game well that's where it started because fine you got this offensive lineman that wanted that and my guess is we'll find out if, if this happened if it comes out if John Harbaugh asked Lamar like he said a few weeks ago, hey, Lamar, do you want to go for this? He mm-hmm. goes, yes, on fourth down. Different scenario, the game was on the line. Yeah. But did he ask Lamar? And Lamar said, yeah, I want to do it for hey, my look, guys. Then do it. Uh, you know, I, but I, that I, doesn't I, mean we have to like it. And you know what? Baltimore true. wants to do this whole me against the world thing? Fine. <laughs> also, two weeks in a row, Vic Fangio wins post-game press conferences. Last week puts uh, Urban Meyer on freaking Front Street where he's like, ah, yeah. this guy, he's like, this guy told, I don't know this guy, but he's like, yeah, wow, this is hard. Every week it's like playing Alabama. It's like, dude. Welcome to the NFL. Is that a segue into yeah. Urban Meyer? We talked about Urban Legend earlier. Yeah. I was I was waiting to see if that would do. Now oh, mention Urban boy. Meyer by name. Yeah, so he's had another tough week. So he's so he gets zero credibility from Vic Pangio, who basically calls him out a week ago. And and what you want if you're a guy like Urban Meyer, who was a legendary coach in college, mm-hmm. one of the best of all time, three titles, winning titles with two teams. You cannot argue with his success in college football. Yeah. So for some reason, he thought he was going to try it in the NFL. We've discussed him on on several shows. But the one thing you have to do as a coach like that who comes from college, the one most important thing you have to do is get the respect of the players in your locker room. It is so critical because they already judge you differently. You're already a college boy. Mm -hmm. And you think you're smarter than everybody because what worked for you at Ohio State and Florida, you automatically think is going to work in that locker room with grown men, and it has no chance of working. So you got to earn respect. And what happened to Urban Meyer this past week, I don't think – Got him any respect in the locker room. I'm wondering if you guys think that there's any uh, long-lasting repercussions. But here's what happened. So they played the Thursday night game in Ohio against Cincinnati. So he was in his favorite state there, his home state, actually. Decided to not fly back with the team, which I thought was odd. Even though he's from Ohio, has a house there, has family there, grandchildren. I thought it was weird. You'd never see that in the NFL where a head coach doesn't fly back with the team. He didn't. He stayed back. Ended up at a bar. His bar that he owns. Okay, right. Ended up on a bar stool that he owns. And a fem- a blonde female kind of grinding into him, which was not part of the script that night. Yeah. And it showed up on Twitter, and it went viral, and he had some explaining to do at home and in the locker room. So I guess the big question is, if you're winning, if you're Jimmy Johnson, and this happened in 1992, it would be no big deal. People yeah. would be laughing about it and congratulating him, meeting him out at the bar the next week. But for Urban Meyer, this is probably the last thing he needed. Do you think this further shows that this is it, one year, and he's probably out of this NFL experience? Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to be that way. Like I, I was rooting for Urban Meyer, but swag matters in the NFL, man. Like for lack of a better term, swag matters, dude. You can't you can't rule with an iron fist. There's no recruiting. There's no I'm gonna recruit your next guy. There's no do it my way or the highway. In the NFL, they choose the highway. They say screw you, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here. You're not. Uh, what are you gonna do? You gonna bench me? Play somebody worse? Then what? Lose your job? They'll call a coach's bluff. So I think you know when you do this. 
you know, rules oriented. He leans heavy into the the Christian, you know, uh, uh, background, and, and and he's you know constantly talking about culture, rebuilding, own it. Yeah, and then you know, it's it's not even that he was with the girl. It was like he got clowned by the girl. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like she's throwing up Snapchats, like who is this old guy? He keeps flirting with me. It's like that's a bad look, it Urban. Is a bad look. That's a bad look, man. Like especially for a guy who's kind of authoritative with his demeanor exactly. and, and the persona this, he wants to project. This is a serious question. What do you think loses more credibility in the locker room? Not flying home on the team plane or getting caught on social media with that clip it's both but also if he if like if, if he was swagged out if he was like you could see some some girl doing that to john gruden and john gruden somehow turning this into into his sure. like you know john gruden's like hey you know uh i appreciate you dancing on me but that laps my wife's get over there like <laughs> and now, right. now like he's the man yeah in that and then situation. frank caliendo would have a funny yeah, skit on it the exactly. very next day and then, you know, somebody asked but him a you can't get about, away with it he doesn't yeah. have the he doesn't have the collateral the no, built up the, the sad puppy the, dog with my tail yeah. between my i let my it, family down i let sad con down I mean, like, exactly. They, it portrays weakness, which is the last thing that's that you it. want to do as a head coach. That's he seemed it. weak. That's and, it. And Jeff, to right. your point, you go, what what would be more disrespectful for his, for his team is the fact that he didn't fly back with him. But now what are you going to do? Every road trip you are on, what if another assistant wants to stay back? Yeah. What if Trevor Lawrence wants to stay back? How do you he say ha- no? Because he has an endorsement deal. A commercial he has to shoot. Right. How do you say no? Do you right. say You're no. the head coach. lose the locker room, too. But oh it's my probably God. a fine line. Well, I, I agree with you on that. He I'm, should fly home and then fly back. I'm agreeing with Tom's What's happening? Sorry, Gerard. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like hey, it. But you know what, Gerard's <laughs> like, bring the suck tax back. Let's get the suck tax going. Like working on like that. I've got, I got CPAs. We've made a lot of references to past shows. So that's why you got to watch <laughs> yeah, the go podcast. Back. Subscribe. And what, you'll figure this all out. You know, maybe so. Urban is just brilliant, though. If you think about it, maybe he wants out. This is the easiest way to just work his way out. Without know, this having is a bad way to work Without way having out. to pull a Bobby Petrino or something where you just leave a note on everybody's locker and say, I'm, I'm not here anymore. I got to tell you, man, like, oof, man. This is has anybody's legacy taken a, a, a more of a nosedive in four weeks than Urban Meyer with the Jaguars? Yeah, and you can kind of see it happening, and it just goes to show that the NFL is a different beast. Yeah, uh, coaches don't have time to go to bars during the no. season. That's why it wouldn't happen to anybody. So else. So, what do you think? But and the other I, coaches I are obviously bullying the hell out of them too, man. They, they're they're sure. making them. Yeah, but Here. Jacksonville wins. What does Jacksonville have to win for you guys to say, hey, you know what? This is a successful. Initial season five for games. I, I think five out of seven. I think it's more than that, man. I think you remember Buick a few years ago. They came out with a commercial where everybody walked outside and it was like, "Wow, that's a nice car." Yeah, I'm like yeah, that's my Surprised Buick. It's that's a Buick. A Buick. Right. Like they literally their entire marketing campaign. That's was a like, Jaguar. Yeah, uh, that's our head coach. <laughs> we 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 know that our cars are shit. So we we've changed it. We've changed it, guys. We heard you. They need a, a total rebrand, man. They need new uniforms. They need new colors. They 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 just need to take what they've done. Mark Brunel is not walking through that door. Fred Taylor is not walking through that door. The rebrand they have Trevor Lawrence and Urban. Right. That's but their rebrand. They, they, we're we're four games. It. We're scrapping it. Yeah, you're it's put, done. Put put them in a whole new thing, man, dude. You, you got a four games. They, put them in a whole hey, they, they new suit of armor, bro. They, they could have won that game when yeah. they probably had no business. Yeah. Se- you guys are big gamblers. Seven point dogs. Move seven them and a half to points. London. Call them. Call them. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. They made their biggest mistake. They made it over ten years ago is when they didn't bring Tim Tim Tebow in out of college. They should have brought him. He didn't belong in Denver. I mean, he. Could actually win a playoff game with Denver. He would have been good enough at Jacksonville, his hometown. Yeah, could have changed the course. Of I gotta that tell franchise. you, man, I was never a Tim Tebow guy ever. So I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I never liked Tim Tebow. I, I always thought, you know, he was prototypical college quarterback, and you know, all the extra hype came from him. He he was to me the inverse of Colin Kaepernick. He was representation of political ideals, not football, not not football acumen at the professional level. But that being said. 
watching all these guys run the RPO, watching these guys run run pass option in the NFL for the last five years. People like Tim Tebow, people like Achilles Smith, people like Eric Crouch must be looking at this going, son of a bitch. Why didn't we just do this? Like, why Why did I have to do seven-step drops like I was Dan Marino? Right. I could have been RPO on my way to a 12-year how about, how about the dinosaurs that didn't think Kyler Murray would be a great quarterback? And now he's top three, top four, top five in the league. I, I don't know how many people didn't think Kyler oh, Murray. Oh, there was a few people. I mean, there was definitely. As, they, they the, 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 the traditionalists, he was, yeah, he's too small, he's too this, he's too that. Right, but maybe that's what the first pick as opposed yeah. to a first-round pick or a second-round pick. And in fairness, I, I get it. I get it. Tom but, said it earlier. It is a new NFL. You can't hit the quarterback anymore. So the RPO when Randall Cunningham was playing didn't work because they hit Randall Cunningham on every freaking play. Yeah. They sliced him in half. They destroyed that man's body. Well, RG3 was probably right at the end, right? He right was there. like one year over. If right there. One year later, he might still be in RG3 the NFL. might be the reason why they're like, all right, no, we got to stop. RG3's knee and Tom Brady's knee happening back-to-back was when they were like, look, if we're going to pay these guys $30 yeah, million, we need to be need the, the face field. of the league. Yeah, right. yeah, this is not good for business. All right, Jacksonville, I don't know what their schedule is. No idea. I bet Jacksonville <laughs> wins two of their next four games. Okay. Well, I I disagree, but maybe two maybe of they their do. Next four? Why? What, they're going to rally around them? I think they're going to win. They're going to go two and two in their next four games. I hope they don't play. Like Why? What, Arizona. What's the thinking? What's the thinking behind <laughs> They already that? played Arizona. Because so you're I watched Jacksonville pretty pretty closely. Yeah. They're playing hard for them. They're not as bad as they think. Trevor Lawrence has gotten better yeah. and better and better. And everyone's forgetting. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Mac Jones is the darling right now. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is getting better. Watch Jacksonville will win. Two of the next four. Okay, hundred bucks. It, it, well, the USC jobs available now. He didn't want it the first time. Hundred, it was hundred bucks, Joe. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. <laughs> hundred bucks. Right. Hundred bucks. Okay. Good. Three one. What's the point spread? <laughs> <laughs> With two mulligans attached to it. All right. And London doesn't count if the game's in London. Yeah, London counts. It's fine. Uh, no. Yeah, it's one of their home games. Every other game is going to be in London <laughs> they, for them they, the rest of the year. get to play home once. Just keep Urban out of the uh, taverns in uh, London. <laughs> yeah. In the pubs. Hey, listen. If you're gonna if you're gonna get caught grinding on anybody anywhere, High Street in Columbus, Ohio is not the worst place. Not the worst place. And it does make it a little bit cooler the fact that it is his bar. Yeah. But <laughs> right? then but then he's wearing the the fleece uh, the the fleece cut sleeve looking like, you know. Where was his hands? Have you seen the video? His hands. Well, apparently were, there's one video he had where he's been like a good offensive lineman. Yeah, but then there's apparently another one where he's, you know, he, he, he's hitting below the belt a little bit. I don't know. There's there's another urban legend. It's very no hard to tell. <laughs> it's very dude, you got to you got to own it swag, man. Swag. Bottom, you bottom own line it. is fly back with the team and you don't get in trouble. Who yeah. is the one coach that would find themselves in, in that position, right? Uh, now. Barry Switzer back in the day. <laughs> Barry Switzer? No. Uh, uh, right now? Clintonberry. Kingsbury? Yeah. Did you see what he wore in his post game? Shades, man. I know. He had shades on during the game on the sideline. Swag. 4 0 oh, swag, right. baby. Well, Kyler Murray could give you a lot of swag. Swag, bro. <laughs> Gruden got swag. Got, got, got the Vegas playing great, man. Swag. Gr- Gruden I told also has got guys, 10 years and $100 million. Yeah, but I, dude, I told you guys from the my own, my own father, my own father texts me when Bob McAdoo had that. Not Bob McAdoo. It was Ben McAdoo had that that press conference wearing the 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 you know five dollar sunglasses and a suit that was two sizes too big. And my dad texts me. He goes, "This chump's not gonna last five minutes in New York." That's what he texts me, and it's true. That ch- that chump had well, no chance. Yeah, he's exactly right. And there's a litmus test you can give to people: Can you handle New York or LA? same thing in LA? You you have to have a certain thing to be able to survive there. Andy Reid swag. Yeah. Swag. Yeah. And I'll say this about Gruden. So 
I, I know Jeff knows this, but Gerard, you might not. He was my position coach in college. So Who one, was? John Gruden. So, no way. Yes, so one of his first jobs in football, maybe his second or third year, he was a volu- uh, uh, grad assistant at Tennessee. Then he was somewhere else. And then he came with Walt Harris, who was our head coach, who was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. And then he be- became the head coach at Stanford and Pitt. But anyway, he was our head coach, and Gruden was there, and Hugh Jackson was on our staff. So, no way. I, yeah, so I was taught everything about football by these legend, well, one legendary NFL Hugh coach. Hugh Jackson had, had a heck of a run as an he offensive sure coordinator, did. And, man. And, and Hugh was so in demand with every team. Uh, you know, He could have had a job for life in yeah. the NFL. Now, he had a bad break at Cleveland, which wasn't fair. But you're, I, I always He thought, handled it poorly, though. I always thought he'd be the perfect college coach. Great recruiter, great relationships yeah. in Southern California where he could get athletes out of there. Everybody loved him, but Gruden was exactly the same. I thought the same thing out of Herm Edwards, and I've been a little bit dis- disappointed in what he's done, to be honest with you. But I, That's such a, a weird situation, Herb Edwards, the head coach right. of ASU, just because of the structure and how they've got him as a CEO, essentially, mm-hmm. more so than a head coach. And then they had some issues over over the pandemic where they were illegally, allegedly... Re- ASU. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, a, you, I'm a big Herm Edwards. There, there's no I, I, excuses for any team not to be great at ASU. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of discussion. If you can't recruit there or get somebody to live in Tempe, yeah. there's something wrong. I'm yeah. sorry. It's a it hits home for me with Miami, right? It's almost the same thing. Like, why aren't the Hurricanes well, better? I'm going to put somebody on blast. My, my good buddy Jason Fox played in the NFL for six years. Miami Hurricane. Part part of the sixth, the seventh floor crew. Old Jason Fox. He he told me. He was like, he went down to, uh, he was out here. He was visiting us here at Valley Tame, And he went out, Coral Gables, check out a practice, see the old stomping grounds. And he's looking out there and he said, the U is falling a long way, man. He, you, well, know, you, he, can, you can tell when you walk on a practice field. Just what kind of talent is out there? You talking about the talent yeah. of the team? Yeah. You got to remember the team he played on. All right, he was a, a freshman on that 2001 team that had 23, I believe, first round draft picks. Right. First round draft picks. 22 it, or 23. It, it, that's insane. Forty something NFL players, but 23 first round draft picks. That's no joke. We we talked about know what, this all Wasn't the time. it the same standards to get into the school? I, has the no, commitment? Actually, Miami's actually academic standards are pretty. Are they much have the higher. they have the Notre higher Dame than back then. Yeah. They are higher. So they made yeah. a conscious decision that we are not going to be comfortable being a football factory like we were. We're going to make it a little more <sighs> difficult, like a Notre Dame, like a Stanford. Maybe not that bad, but maybe. yeah, I, I think they've gravitated in that direction, but not mm. to that level. But it goes back to the same problem as USC. I just had this conversation. So who? is coaching the next big program that's falling down to USC, Miami. Yeah. Does it make sense to bring down a legend or bring back a legend yeah. to be the coach? Do the kids today care? No. If Ed Reed is the no, head they coach, they don't. and then all of a sudden the linebacker's coach is Ray Lewis, yep. nah, and your nah. receiver's coach is Michael Irvin, because do these you, kids no, care? They don't. Now, I will make an exception for that. I think Deion Sanders, who's a pop culture icon, could be a decent head coach at USC. I don't think so. Because he would bring attention, number one. You have to compete with like nine professional teams out there. You have to cut through the clutter. He'd accomplish that, number one. He could recruit. I don't care. He could recruit. He could get they to can. parents. He could recruit. They cannot. He can. They cannot. They you, cannot. You don't, you don't think primetime Deion I, Sanders couldn't come? I, I, I absolutely I, I do believe not. he could. No, because they are used. I'm telling you, I don't think they can. Because recruiting is a service position. It is a giving position. And these guys are used to getting. These guys are used to, I'm me, What you're going to want to come with me. And then their response to somebody being like, well, what's your best offer is to be like, you know what? You don't want to be a part of my squad. Forget it. I'll find somebody that will. 
recruiting is a I love you, True. baby. In I, theory, you know, come in and theory. get you know. Come, I, I'm going to do. I, I'm going to make you the best. I mean, the glass half full is earning, right? Instead yeah. of like they they want you to earn your position, so maybe yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, but I could see a guy like Primetime saying, "Hey, baby, come to my school, I and I'll know. let you be you." I, I, you know, always, he might get enough talent. I've always there. been like the iconic guy can rally the other the old school players. I'm starting to go the other way, and I'm like, you know what? I just don't know if these kids care. No, the the, do you the know, playing you, field has been even so it's much. Not even the kids, guys. Do you know you know who the best head coaches in college football are now? Former pro coaches? No, the guys who have the best boosters. The guys who have their they have an entire staff of people that go out there and they yeah. go and get the well, and NIL, but, but wait a second. There's Alabama and, and there's everybody everything. else. NIL is changing everything. You're yeah. going to see I just off the top of my head, an Iowa State that's gonna be in the college football playoff, a random school that's never been there because someone's going to get together Cincinnati. and say, hey, look, we're going to pull millions of dollars in NIL-type money and we're going to attract... Yeah, that, that could work. That, that get a little time to organize. perfect storm of, okay, well, Cincinnati, well, then you couple the that, You couple luck. that with the draft portal or the uh, transfer portal mm -hmm. and then you can go get any player sure. you want. And why not go pluck every unhappy second-team running back at Notre Dame and oh, quarterback you're, at you're, USC? Uh, you're, you're echoing uh, Lane Kiffin's uh, bitching and moaning about Alabama. But yeah. you know what? Instead of bitching about it, why not like figure out a way to, to do what he's doing. There's actually historical precedent for what you're saying, Jeff. Do you know what it is? SMU, T Boone Pickens. Yeah, T but it was illegal then, right? It now was now totally you can do illegal. it legally. Yeah. Is was it T Boone Pickens? No, he's T Boone Pickens. No, he's Oklahoma. No, that's Oklahoma State. Oh, am I wrong? State. Yeah, that's Oklahoma State. Yeah. Who, T Boone, it, it, it would have been Ross it, Perot, or who would have been in it, Dallas? It, well, oh, man. It is am a I school. Yeah, like I thought that, it was T Boone Pickens. No, no, SMU was like, uh, you know, the Pony Express, right? No, yeah, Dickerson, but the, Dickerson, Craig James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was somebody that financed that whole team. Yeah, it wasn't T Boone. Wasn't Pickens, but no. that's the kind of team in Oklahoma State yes. will come out of nowhere, yep. and they will be in the final. But you're four. right; that's a very good point because you have a guy like uh, Phil Knight, University did, of Houston. Phil Knight did the exact same thing for UNLV. Oregon. They tried it with Houston. Yep. He's trying to do it. What's his face that owns Mastros and all the restaurants and the Golden Nugget? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Furtada. Uh, Furtada. Yeah, yep. the owner of the yep. Houston Rockets. He'll, he'll pay game. anything to yep. get the Houston and there Cougars. Are, good. You, there are fine Division One programs that have thirty, forty thousand. Students, uh -huh. just it's a numbers game. So you do that over twenty years. How many people are graduating versus a Boston College or yep. University of Miami? Yep. Nothing, smaller school. Nothing could even the playing field more and more quickly than what you're talking about. And if if, I, if you were a coach right now, you just got to figure out a way to work that transfer portal mm -hmm. and, and then get the boosters and get the people, the business owners, the people that support your program well, to just figure out a way to compensate everybody. There's a uh, there's like a case study going on. I believe it's Coastal Carolina right now. The billionaire. The guy who became a billionaire, he was like uh, some sort of marketing genius that became a real estate mogul. Was like, I think he's a billionaire. And was like, you know what I've always wanted to do with my life? I wanted to be a college coach. So he goes. I saw that story. Yeah. I saw it that. Was, it's one of the Carolina schools okay. where he was basically shopping around to every college in, in the country. And he was like, I will give you guys $10 million if you let me be your <laughs> and college And he actually took coach. it seriously. He yeah. like really wanted no, to be a coach. Dude, they're like 1AA champions now. He, well, he's, he's, he's proven himself to be correct. He doesn't. He's totally analytics. He doesn't punt. The guy's incredible. I gotta find this guy. He's amazing. I know who you mean. I, Coastal Carolina is unbelievable. They're five and zero right I now. I think it's. I, I think 25. it's Coastal Carolina. I'm not sure, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Billionaire wanted to be a college coach and kind of worked his way back to do it. Tom, let's get him on the show. Dude, no, we will. He would come we on will. the show. We will definitely get people like that. On David, the show. who I are we talking about? David, David, are you asleep right now? <laughs> David is watching Chelsea right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. First of all, <laughs> need the microphone on for David. Second of all, 
Second of all, yeah, yeah, we definitely need them on the show. I agree. Let's can, get them on. Can, can you, Great can point. you Google Great who it is? Uh, you know, uh, it's multi. It's billionaire. Yeah, billionaire becomes college coach. coach. What is it? Billionaire becomes college coach. Yes. Yeah. And now you can turn the mic off because we hear reverb, David. David, great job. Okay, so <laughs> baseball playoffs starting this week. Wow, it's tough in MLB when you're competing with college football, pro football, the start of the NBA season. There's a lot going on. But this is the time in Major League Baseball. I was at the game on Saturday. The Dodgers played the Brewers. What a what a great atmosphere at Dodger Stadium that night. And that game had a lot riding on it yeah. because the Dodgers were still in it. The magic number for the Giants was only one. Dodgers hit like four home runs. Urias looked nasty. Mm-hmm. First 20-game winner in the National League since 2016. But, Jeff, I'll start with you with your base- baseball background, representing baseball players and, and being in the middle of it. I look at, I'm a fan of the Dodgers, 105 wins, and they have to win one game on Wednesday to legitimately be in the playoffs, yeah. to be in the next round. Their season could be over if Max Scherzer has an off day. Yep. And the St. Louis Cardinals are red hot. I don't know what their winning streak was at the end of the year. They had won like 17, 17 at one point. In a row, and then in, they, they lost like a few at the end. Right? You know, they're trying things. I give MLB credit for this. They try things. They're, they're willing to shake things up on the fly and, and try things instantly and see if it works. Now, this one, I'm not sure. I just don't know how you can penalize a team that won 105 games. My suggestion is they're not playing till Wednesday. Do a two out of three that starts tomorrow. I know. That's probably the equitable thing to do. But I really believe leagues almost want to leave it open to the point where people are discussing it. So everyone's up in arms. This is ridiculous. I mean, a 105-team uh, win team could be bounced from the, uh, the playoffs. So I think part of it is, is they leave it that way. So podcasts, news, everyone can talk about it. And they like people up in arms. You guys are both wrong, man. Both wrong. This is better than it's ever been. It oh, just just watch the New York Mets documentary that they just had. The the King, what was it? The Once Upon a Time in, in Queens. They you you know, say the King of Queens. Yeah, right the King of Queens. Queens the Kings right. of Queens, which would have been better, right? right. But the uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens. People talk about what a you know what a waste of a dynasty this is. Like they only won one time. They had the best team in the '80s, and they only won in '86. They won 100 games in '85. Didn't go to the playoffs at all because back then it was just an, an East and a you West. You had to win the division. You had to win the division. They won 100 games. Didn't go to the playoffs at all. In '88. Won 100 games and they lost in the in the uh, NL championship against the Dodgers. There was no no getting there. So I mean, if they played under today's rules, the Mets would have made the playoffs in '84, '85, '86, '87, '88, and '89. Where instead they only made the playoffs in three of those times and they won the World Series in one out of those three. So that's if you go one out of three, 33 percent. That's one whole other World Series that they end up winning, right? So in this era, right. You have, think about this way, right? You had the AL East, four 90-win teams in the AL East. The only issue I have with Major League Baseball right now with the way that they have it, if you're going to do it this way, you have to get rid of divisions. And it has to be a completely even... Just America It has to be a completely even... Steven schedule. You can't have team. You can't have the Dodgers playing against San Francisco thirty times in a season. Well, nineteen times. You can't have it, right? And 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 then you have a then if you have a really if you have like the AL Central where there's bad teams, what you get to play the Twins and the Tigers nineteen. That's thirty eight games that the White Sox got to pad their their win total against. Look, I give MLB credit because I think one one thing they wanted to do was make the regular season more relevant, make it interesting until the final day. Mission accomplished. 
And they figured the postseason would just take care of itself because yeah. it's, the, it's the World Series, it's the playoffs. You're not going to get many 105-win teams that are going to be in the, the wild card. Well, right? and I will say this. MLB will be pissed if the Dodgers aren't in the World Series or in the NLCS. Well, the only thing will change. It won't be competition. It'll be money. I absolutely so love money. I love the minor league style. I, you know, look, I, I play in the minor leagues, but I mean, I, I love the way the minor leagues do it. For the 11 people out there that don't know what minor league baseball does, <laughs> they do two halves. And then you have like the, a, a first half winner. They have a first half winner. Do they do this in single winner. A, double A? They do it single A and double A. Okay. First half winner, second half winner. They also do Izzy Dizzy during the <laughs> seventh inning stretch, which they should do in Major League Baseball. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, they they around on the, oh, free, yeah. the freeze is the best. The best uh, seventh inning stretch in ever. baseball. Come on! I have no idea why the freeze does not pull more hamstrings. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> He's got the strongest hamstrings in the major leagues. We, we need the freeze. We need the freeze versus uh, Tyreek Hill next. That's not fair. The freeze is warming up for an hour in the back. He's getting much. Massage therapy, and then you get Joe from Section 213. 16 beers in. <laughs> 16 beers in. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, I I, uh, I think the future of baseball is what they do in Australia and what they do in uh, you know India with cricket. What, just lock down everything so you can't even play the game? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah they, they, they arrest you if you go outside after <laughs> 9 o'clock, the future of baseball. If you catch a fly ball without a mask, you're going to jail. <laughs> Yeah, the the future. I th- I think eventually it might take twenty years, but you're gonna have some sort of new school baseball versus old school baseball. I think that that there's a place for like both games. The seven inning stuff, I hate it. it drives me out of my mind. I, I don't want to watch it. The California rules uh, extra innings drives me out of my mind. We were I forgot that they were doing it. Tommy Tommy Ellsworth took me to a game. Uh, down here at, at Miami Marlins, beautiful ballpark, awesome game. We get extra innings, one-one game. They put a guy on second base and said, "Tom, we gotta go." That's I'm the rule watching. now. I'm not watching this bullshit. <laughs> Look, we gotta go. We I don't gotta think go. It's the rule next year. I think oh yeah, they, I okay. Think yeah, we gotta go. They've tried you know, it. The, yeah, they that was the pandemic rule. You know, they're, they're tinkering with so much stuff in the minors. They've got a pitch clock. They've, they're moving the, the mound back to 62 feet. You know, like all the stuff that they're doing to, to try to change the game, as opposed to just like playing the game. Like, okay, if they're gonna, play, like, I watch your boy Clay Bellinger. All right. Cody? Cody, I'm sorry. Cody Bellinger. This guy's, look, big leaguer, forgot more baseball than I'll ever know. I get it. But MVP you, in 2019. Yeah, you you watch the game on TV, and it's a little frustrating that they don't hit the ball the other way. And I've always been a guy that that preaches, like, look, these guys have their swing. All right, not going to change their swing to beat the shift. I've always been that guy. But then I watched the game live, and I saw the entire field, the entire field going from left center field. Right. He has 60 feet to the line, and then they're throwing him off speed away. That's or, just bad baseball. Which you could just go off. That's just bad yeah. baseball, dude. Like, yeah, the, the, the shift really is something. I was watching, I was at the Dodgers game Saturday night. We had great seats, and you could really see everything that's going on. Th- three players were thrown out from shallow right field because of the shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, these analytics do work. They know how to play these guys. It yeah. was unbelievable. I saw Justin Turner, who's the third baseman. He was playing behind the first baseman in the shift, made a couple plays. And Cody Bellinger. Jeff, you can speak to this, man, and how baseball just plays with your mind. He struck out three times in that game, and you could just see him walking to the dugout. He, he's just in such a funk right now. Hit the now. ball such, the other way, Cody. He can't hit, hit it, it anyway. Way. He can't even make contact. I mean, he, he's had the least productive season of anyone in Major League Baseball, like the least valuable player. And he was the MVP two years ago. Yeah. You know where it all started? It started in the playoffs last year in the uh, NLCS. He had a great run. And he hits a game-winning home run, makes a big play, makes a huge defensive play in the game, too. I think it was against um, Atlanta. And he high-fives Justin Turner 
awkwardly. They do this weird celebration, and, and he's separated his shoulder. Separated his shoulder. Still has not come yeah. back from that. Isn't that oh, unbelievable? Man. I mean, baseball's uh, cruel, isn't it? That's the, he's he's the Gus Farad of baseball. Is wow. that the idea the head, there? Is the headbutt. Well, we yeah. talked about also evening the playing field, comparing time periods to time periods. So is it tougher now? To bat 350, 375? Yes, I think it is. Because of analytics, shifts, everything going on. Just the speed that these pitchers throw the ball. I don't think it's harder. I just don't think it's as valued. You know, it's it's not as valued. It's like it, that's to, true to that, me. It's they, like, is it harder now? They'd to rather play? have you hit a home run, one hundred percent, one out of eight times. Is, is it harder to play back to the basket now? You know, nobody nobody posts up. Who 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 posts up in the NBA? Because nobody they don't want it. If you take a jump hook in the NBA, you, you, they sit you down. You know, you got seven footers out there just launching threes, man. Like, again, man, analytics are great. All right, I, I am I was signed because of analytics. I I was a sabermetric guy. All right, but. They tell you the they, they predict what you're gonna do based on what's already happened. All right. You said it before, it's cyclical. Okay. The game, whoever what what does Tampa Bay do? They change. They get out in front of analytics. They know everybody, like we talked about. Same thing with Oakland. They they get out in front yeah. of analytics. Everybody in the world is trying to take pitches. They're working deep in the count. So what does that mean? Pitchers say, hey, look, I know that they're gonna take the two strikes. I'm gonna throw fastballs early in the count. What does Tampa Bay do? Guys, hack early in the count. Get after that fastball. So now every team in the league is throwing fastballs early in the count. Tampa Bay's ripping doubles in the gap because they're seeing fastballs early in the count. Do do what they're not doing. Tampa Bay, what, who, who are the power hitters on Tampa Bay? A whole league's trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Look Who's at the anybody on Tampa Bay? Nobody knows any of their players. Athletes, yeah. pit, pitchers, yeah, that pitch, right. pitchers that pitch that pitch the contact, and athletes that can go hunt the ball down. Mm-hmm. The rest of the league, zigs, you zag. So I mean, what what like I don't understand why is it so hard for the re- let's change everything about the game of baseball. Let's just not play. Well, they have to do let's things to make it more interesting for the fans. They have to compete with the other leagues, and and this is what the younger people are saying. Stolen that they bases want. are interesting, Tom. I agree. Hit, hit they don't they don't do stolen bases anymore. Balls though. in play are interesting. But if someone were to do that and they win, the rest of the league would slowly adapt. Taking to it too. pitches and swinging and missing thirty seven times in a game is not it, it, interesting. You know what? We've seen that for a few years. It is kind of yes. old now. It's boring. It's, Gerard is coming to the old school mentality of becoming older in front of our eyes. No, it's just Gerard's turning, turning, Zach, Gerard turning into a 1970s era National League uh, manager right before our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that was uh, good stuff, guys. I like doing it live. Good yeah. having you. Appreciate Cheers. it. Thanks for validating all my comments about Belichick telling me I was right because I was. <laughs> By the way, I have a how dare you coming out this week, so stay with Valuetainment Sports. I might throw Four a little field goals from Tom Brady validates. Did you hear his nonsense? Did you hear his nonsense about Sean Payton is a better coach than well, Bill Belichick? Well, you put me on the spot. They said Sean name five Payton. better coaches. I, I, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Better coach. Well, did you have to answer? Yes, I, was, I had four guys screaming <laughs> well, at me, telling me I was nuts. So yes, I had to answer. Well, well, if you had to answer, I then... had to. Here, and all I said was the jury is still out on Bill Belichick. Let's wait to the end of his career. Yeah, he needs let's, ten. He needs ten Super Bowls. He's see, only got nine. Let's well, the see the full out. body of work without Tom Brady, and then we'll talk. Okay. It, this might be his last uh, last year because he's going to be the uh, you know legislator uh, advocate for the suck text. <laughs> the suck tax. Hey, by the way, ha- USC head coach Bill Belichick breaks the internet again. Okay, I have a how dare you. That's my new segment on Value Team and Sports. So check for it later this week, maybe tomorrow. Uh, you're going to see my very, very astute argument of Bill Belichick's biggest mistake. I lay it out very clearly. Check it out. You guys check it out. And I'll see you guys next week, hopefully. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks Cheers. for watching, Bye, everybody. Guys. I'll Appreciate see you very it. soon.